Hello and welcome to Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson, and in this podcast, I'm going to be talking all things NBA. I know the season doesn't start for about a month and a half, but uh, I'm kind of itching to go, and I know most basketball fans are itching to go. So I'm going to start this podcast off a little early. I'm going to uh, preview the season and uh, talk about some players that I'm expecting big things from this season and some players that need to have a breakout season. Um, you can find me on Anchor Podcast. I will be dropping podcasts for about three to four podcasts a week. Um, and when the NBA season comes, I'm going to be trying to drop podcasts five days a week. So you can find me on Anchor. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gringo Time, on Instagram, NBA Talk 49, or Woodrow the Player. And uh, let's get right into the show. So, crazy off season. Uh, you know, we're coming off of round four of the Cleveland Cavaliers and Warriors final, which, barring some miracle, is not going to be the case this year. Um, so, you know, I'm very excited for this NBA season. Um, I just want to talk about some of the trades that went down this offseason and some of the teams I want to focus on that I thought really enhanced their chances to uh, make a deep push in the playoffs. So uh, number one, obviously, I'm going to start with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, signing the best player in the world, LeBron James. Um, this is an excellent move for the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, they haven't been in the, in the playoffs for about five years. Um, you know, they really needed something in L.A. Uh, you know, not having the Clippers being the best team in L.A. doesn't really work for anybody, except for the few Clippers fans there are. And... I just think, you know, this is a move that's going to really enhance them for the next couple of years. They're going to have some championship runs. Uh, they're, I think they're going to win at least one ring with LeBron. Uh, you know, the, this team this year, maybe not. But, you know, going into the next couple seasons, they're going to be able to sign some really key pieces. And it'll be really fun to see. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to watch this Lakers team. I think Brandon Ingram, you know, LeBron's talked very highly of Brandon Ingram. And I think that he's going to have a very good year this year. I think he's going to break out, projecting him at about 18 points per game. Uh, You know, I think he's going to win most improved player. He's actually my top pick for most improved player this year. And, you know, he just has all the skills and all the attributes to get it done. Uh, You know, he's very long, very athletic. He can defend. You know, they can play him at point guard. Um, And so, you know, I think him... He's going to be the second best player on this Lakers team, and he's going to be an excellent sidekick to LeBron. Uh, You know, they have guys like Kyle Kuzma, who's going to be coming off the bench. Uh, He's definitely one of my candidates for sixth man of the year. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. And, you know, I just really like the pieces they they brought around him. You know, I know everyone always talks about how LeBron just needs shooters around him. But like you saw last year in the in the playoffs with the Cavs, you know, not enough playmaking. And LeBron just gets tired and he has to do too much for himself. Uh, you need guys that can create, you know, guys like Rondo. They have Lonzo Ball, you know. And with Rondo, Lonzo, and LeBron, they have three of the best passers in the NBA uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of LeBron off the ball, and I think you're going to see especially a lot of LeBron in the post. Um, you're going to see a lot of a lot of LeBron at the five. They're going to go small ball. Um, you know, they have many lineups they can choose from in this small ball lineup. You know, they're very deep. Uh, one of the best benches in the NBA, you know, you have guys like Rondo. You have guys like Kyle Kuzma, guys like Lance Stevenson. Guys that can defend and guys that play make. Uh, they're going to be very defensively gritty. They're going to be able to switch on a lot of things. And they're going to have a lot of playmakers. And I think this is their blueprint 
that they're putting together to try to uh, take down the Warriors. And I think it's going to work better than just surrounding LeBron with a bunch of shooters. I really like these additions. A lot of playmakers. Um, you know, Lonzo Ball's been working on his shot. Um, and, you know, I think Lonzo, took, he took a lot of heat last year. I didn't think it was a terrible year. You know, a lot of people said he wasn't aggressive enough. The shot doesn't look great. But I think Lonzo has a big year this year. And uh, he's definitely got to look out for and, you know, even a guy like Josh Hart, who in the Summer League absolutely killed it. He was the best player in Summer League. He, you know, he, he had a good year last year when he played, especially the last couple of games down the stretch. He was phenomenal. I think he's going to be another big key piece. And, you know, they have 10 guys, 10 really good guys that they can go to at any times. You know, even a guy like Michael Beasley who can just come off the bench and score for them. This is going to be a very tough Lakers team to beat. Um, you know, I really like the additions they made, and I'm, I think they're going to make a poised run in the playoffs. Um, you know, I can, I can see them being in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, you know, don't know about them being, being able to beat the Warriors, but definitely in the Western Conference Finals, I can see them getting there. Uh, you know, I'm very excited to watch this Lakers team and to watch LeBron in L.A. Uh, you know, another team that I really liked what they did was uh, the Indiana Pacers. Um, you know... The Pacers played the Cavs very tough last year. Uh, you know, they, they were the fifth seed. Um, absolutely phenomenal year. You know, they have, a, they have a great squad, and they got even better. Uh, you know, they kept their starting lineup intact. I'm expecting a big year from Miles Turner. Uh, you know, he's, from what I've seen, he's been looking really good in practice and really, look good, really good in training camp. And I think he has an absolute stunning year, breakout year. Him and, him and Oladipo are going to be killers. And, um, you know, now they have a pretty good bench, one of the best benches in the East for sure, um, which is, which is going to be a big thing because, you know, with teams like Toronto and with Boston, who also have excellent benches, you know, you got to be able to have a bench to compete in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and they do. They have Tyreek Evans, you know, one of the best bench players in the NBA. You know, they got a sharpshooter in Dougie McDermott. You know, they get Kyle O'Quinn. Uh, they draft Aaron Holiday. And, you know, all of a sudden they have a pretty strong bench that I think is going to be able to do pretty well in this in these uh, West Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, I have them finishing maybe around the four seed. Uh, I don't really think they can catch one of the top three teams. But, you know, in a seven-game series against the Raptors, Celtics, or Philadelphia, this is not a team that anyone wants to see. You know, I really like the additions that they made um, and their bench, you know, enhancing their bench. You know, they also have DeMontis Sabonis. I'm expecting a good year from him. Uh, and this is going to be a very dangerous team heading into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference and a team that no one's going to want to see. Uh, you know, another team that I like sticking in the East, the uh, Washington Wizards. Now, I know Dwight Howard gets a lot of flack for being Dwight Howard, but kudos on the Washington Wizards for going out and get him, getting him. You know, he's a big upgrade over Mar Marcin Gortat. And, you know, he, him and John Wall... Gortat and Wall were not getting along, and they had a bunch of chemistry issues. Now, I know Dwight Howard has some issues of his own, but I really think that Washington's going to be a fresh start for him, and I really think that he can turn things around there. And, you know, he is a lot better than Gortat, um, and I think this is, a, this is a big upgrade at the center position. And, you know, so instantly they got better, um, which, is, which is good to see. And, uh, you know, they've also enhanced their bench, you know, they got Silva Ubre coming off the bench, expecting a good year from him. 
You know, you go out and you get Austin Rivers. He's a proven guy who can come off the bench and score, can handle the ball. You know, they got Jeff Green, who, you know, is very up and down, but showed some flashes of, like, you know, game six against the Celtics. Uh, you know, he really went at it and he was very good. So, you know, it's just an upgrade over what they've had because Washington's Achilles heel the last couple of years, you know, they've had a great starting lineup and they've been able to really run up and down the floor. But they haven't had the bench to back it up, which, you know, has really cost them in a couple of playoff series. And now I think they have the bench to back it up. It's time for John Wall to prove who he is. You know, I have them finishing as a fifth seed in the East, but, you know, hopefully they can do a little bit better. I do kind of like the Washington Wizards. I'm a fan of John Wall. I'm a fan of Bradley Beal. And I'm excited to see what, what to, uh, what's going to happen with them this upcoming season. And then, of course, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know, you go out and get arguably the second best player in the NBA, maybe the third best player in the NBA. He's definitely in the top three when healthy. They go out and get him. He's a massive upgrade over DeMar DeRozan. You know, no offense to DeMar DeRozan. I, I think he's a f- sensational player. But Kawhi Leonard's just better than him. And, you know, they go out and they get Kawhi Leonard. And it's awesome to see. He's going to have a great year, I think. You know, he's he's already shown that he's kind of bought into Toronto. Um, he's bought into the coaching staff. And, he, you know, he's he's looking good in training camp. I think that he's going to have a very good year. And I'm really excited to see what, what's going to happen from Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, and you also get a guy like Danny Green, an experienced veteran who, you know, destroyed the playoffs a couple of years. He was a big key in that cha- those championship runs for the Spurs. You know, he's a knockdown shooter. He's got good length. Um, you know, you can plug him into the starting lineup, probably moving OG Ananobi to the bench. And uh, now you have your bench is, gets even better, better than it was last year. And, you know, I have Toronto finishing as the second seed. And I would not be surprised if Kawhi Leonard can go off in the playoffs like he was doing before he got hurt in game one against the Warriors a couple years ago, uh, I think that Toronto is going to be a problem and I would not, it would not surprise me one bit to see them in the finals this year. Um, So yeah, those are some of the teams that I really like. I liked what they did. Um, You know, some other teams, OKC adding Schroeder and adding Nerlens Noel, you know, we'll see what happens with them. Um, you know, and then the Warriors with Boogie, Boogie, I'm not really sure until I see Boogie play with them. I'm not really sure how I like it. Uh, you know, he's probably not gonna be available till January or February. I mean, it's a very low risk, high, very high reward for the Warriors, but we'll just have to see what happens with them. So those are definitely some of the teams that I like coming into the season. Um, you know, some of the teams that I didn't really like what they did, um, Houston Rockets, you know, they get rid of Mumba Mute and Trevor Ariza, or not get rid of them, but lose them. You know, they did just sign Marcus Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight, which are some nice pickups. I do like those pickups quite a bit. I think Marquise Chris is just a younger version of Luke Mumba Mute, more athletic. But, you know, not really sure how I like the Carmelo Anthony thing. Uh, you know, I, he's, I do think he's a bit of a cancer. He's kind of a ball hog. You know, you saw it a couple of times in the playoffs last year in OKC. Um... And now I know it's Chris Paul, and he's no-nonsense, uh, so, you know, that one we'll have to wait and see, but I'm not super stoked on the signing of him, um, and I guess we'll have to see what happens there, but definitely not a thing that I'm super stoked on for this upcoming season. Um, and now I'm going to talk about some of the players that I think have the most to prove this upcoming season, and some players that are kind of playing for their careers right now. So I'm going to start 
uh, with IT. Uh, you know, IT had that sensational year in Boston um, the year before, you know, that 54-point game he put up. You know, he's, he's an absolute killer. He was an MVP candidate. He went, he went at it. But then, you know, he gets hurt, and he kind of showed some weakness when he got hurt. Like, and the fact that Boston, you know, they were, they were able to take that game from Cleveland because they didn't have that defensive liability. And then he goes to Cleveland. You know, he comes back plays about 13 games for them, doesn't have the greatest time there, you know, there's reports that he was a cancer, that him and LeBron didn't get along, gets shipped off to LA, Uh, you know, he played pretty well in LA, but you know, he's still coming off of injury, that he's not fully healthy, he's a smaller guard, he he can really score, Um, you know, he's going to be on the Nuggets next year, I don't think he will start, I think they're going to start with Harris and, uh, and Jamal Murray, I know I would do that if I were them. So he's going to be coming off the bench, but I don't see any reason why he can't be a 20-point-per-game scorer off the bench. You know, he's my number one pick for six-man of the year, and I think he really has a lot to prove, to prove that he can still play in this league and that he can still score. He's not getting any younger, and I think he has a big year ahead of him. So I'm hoping to see big things out of IT this upcoming season. Another guy I want to talk about is John Wall. Um, You know, in 2017, when the Wizards went to the uh, Eastern Conference semis and were playing the Celtics. John Wall was, people were saying, was the best, second best player in the uh, Eastern Conference after LeBron. You know, he has all the skill sets. He's one of the quickest guards in the NBA. He's got good size. You know, he's got a good mid-range game. His three-pointer could use some, some work. But, you know, he's aggressive. He attacks. He has all the requisite skills to be one of the best guards in the East. Uh, you know, and then this season, you know, I know he was hurt for a good chunk of the season, but, you know, the, the Wizards vastly underperformed. And, um, you know, the, even in the playoffs, they, uh, I thought they were actually going to beat Toronto. I thought they had the talent to beat Toronto. But they just, you know, it starts with John Wall. You know, there was reports coming out when he was hurt that, you know, Gortat was saying that they were better without him. And, you know, they were finally sharing the ball. Uh, so, you know, Wall has a lot on his shoulders coming into this season. Um, I'm expecting big things from Washington this upcoming season. And it all starts with John Wall. He needs to have a big year. He needs to prove he's a top five player in the Eastern Conference because I, I think that he absolutely can be. There's no reason why he shouldn't be. But he's got to prove it. He's got to stay healthy for this year and uh, take, take Washington in deep into the playoffs. And they need to make a good playoff run. And he's got to be the best player on the court. <coughs> Another guy, Victor Oladipo. You know, the darling of the NBA last year. Didn't have a great start to his career. I know OKC wasn't the best fit for him, but he was in Orlando for a couple of years and was very up and down. You know, he goes to Indiana, has a sensational year. Um, absolutely killer. You know, I had him for a second team all-star this year. Um, a top 10 MVP candidate with the way they finished and the way he went after LeBron in the playoffs. But, you know, he still had some bad games. I remember that two for 15 shooting. He wasn't perfect and... Um, you know, now he's there's going to be a lot of eyes on him and on Indiana. Very big expectations for that team this year and very big expectations for Victor Oladipo. So, you know, is it just was it just kind of a one-year thing? I don't think so. I think that he's going to have a great year. But, you know, he's got to go out there and prove it night in and night out that he belongs among the best in the Eastern Conference and among the best in the NBA. And, you know, I'm very excited to see what happens with him this year. And so hopefully he can, uh, hopefully he can put it all together 
for another season and for years to come. You know, and then and then the uh, kind of obvious one, Kawhi Leonard, you know, misses all of last year pretty much, save for about nine games he played in. A bunch of reports in San Antonio, he wasn't happy, he wasn't coming to games. You know, a lot of people were questioning him, a lot of people bashing him. And, you know, he just has to come out in Toronto and he has to be the best player in the Eastern Conference. I think it's as simple as that. He needs to be that player. He needs to be that guy. Um, and he absolutely can be that guy. He's got to prove everybody that, you know, last year was just kind of, he wasn't working out in San Antonio. He was actually hurt. Now he's 100% healthy. He's ready to go. And he wants to be out there and wants to dominate the Eastern Conference because I see no reason why he cannot do that. Uh, and then, you know, Andrew Wiggins um, had a great couple of years. You know, Jimmy Butler comes last year and Andrew Wiggins, you know, defensively was pretty porous. His shooting numbers went down significantly, um, you know, and he has all the skills to be an all-star in the NBA. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to be an all-star maybe in about two years. Uh, he definitely on a downward spiral from last year. He needs to just pick himself up. He needs to have a good year. I know they have Butler and Towns there, but he's got to be more aggressive. He, he's, he's definitely the third wheel there, but I don't see any reason why he can't be an elite scorer and an elite defender um, and just kind of prove that he's he's an all-star and he's all-star ready if he wants to go chase some money somewhere else. And the last player I want to talk about is uh, Devin Booker. Now, Devin Booker's been in the league three years. Uh, you know, I was looking up Phoenix's wins for the last three years. 23-59 and 59 his first season, 24-58 and 58 his second season, and 21-61 and 61 last season. Now, I know he was hurt a bit last season. He's still young, but, you know, I have him as a 25-point-per-game scorer. He's averaged 19.5 points per game for his career. Uh, there's no reason why he can't be an all-star next year. I think he has the, the talent. You know, he's an absolute killer. You know, we saw with that 70-point game he put up. Uh, but he needs to, he needs to, it needs to result in some wins for Phoenix. I, you know, I know they're in a very loaded Western Conference, very tough Western Conference. But they, know, they still have to compete night in and night out and not be the laughing stock of the NBA like they were last year when the Warriors were coaching their own plays. Uh, you know, he needs to come out this year with a chip on his shoulder. It's his fourth year. You know, it's kind of time to break out and kind of take Phoenix somewhere. With him and Aiton, I don't see any reason why they can't at least compete in the Western Conference. And, you know, I'm not expecting them to win 40 games, but they can definitely compete. And I want to see them compete night in and night out with the uh, best teams in the Western Conference. So that was the uh, podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will be posting another podcast within the next couple of days. So you can just find me on Anchor or on Instagram, NBA Talk 49 at Woodrow the Player, or on Twitter at Gringo Time. If you have any questions, feel free to, to holler at me. And I hope everyone has a great day.